good news. In a district of about 52,000 students, there is a lot to celebrate. Once rocked by a cheating scandal, Atlanta public schools have seen graduation rates jump more than 20 points to 80 percent in the past five years. The struggle is real. The lift is intense. Still, Superintendent Dr. Maria Karstarfin tells the Atlanta Journal-Constitution editorial board more work is left to do and socioeconomics matter. The last census data said that the average white family made $167,000 a year compared to the average black family. At just under $24,000 a year. As it turns out, that income inequality exacerbates the achievement gap traditionally cataloged between white and non-white students. Take literacy, for example. In the 2019 Georgia Milestones Assessment, 80% of white students in APS are proficient and above. The number is 25.3% for black students, and the district is majority black. 36.9% is the average, but when you start pulling back poverty or you pull back race, right, there's the gap. And we've closed the gap over five years. We've been chipping away at it, closing it. But that still means it's sitting at 58.8%. The statistics showing improving proficiency in APS indicate Atlanta could be bucking the national trend in that area when it comes to the widening achievement gap. But that gap is staggering. And the more affluent the family, the larger the academic achievement gap. White kids are 2.9 grade levels ahead of the average in America. Our black kids are 1.5, but when you take APS black kids and APS white kids and put them side by side, that means the gap in grade level is 4.5 grade levels. White students in Atlanta public schools are beating the nation, even as their black classmates lag behind. But why? Richer families may have more money and time to invest in their children, exposing them to more academically enriching vocabularies and experiences. Atlanta's is a district where millionaire families live just a few miles from those in poverty. When you are in the neighborhoods, like walking, and I mean, you're in it, the living conditions for our kids in housing is appalling. The mobility is like 30, 40% people chasing low rents, just trying to make ends meet. Food deserts is another piece to it. They don't have access to transportation. It is why we didn't close Thomasville Heights. Because if I closed it and sent them somewhere else, those families would never see their kids, never have an opportunity to you know, go to PTA meetings and be involved in the school. So Dr. Karstarfin says the answer lies in part in community investing and not in neighborhoods already overflowing with development. It would be great if we saw more investment in areas where the kids and families of APS really do live. Community investment creates opportunity, capital, resources, training in disadvantaged and underserved communities. Over here in South Atlanta, where we know there are no jobs, there's no investment, very little at best, which is why we agreed to the four quarter tabs and the settlement. We want to try to shift some of the resources to the very families who make up the majority of Atlanta public schools, the communities where they live. Get them a grocery store, help them with housing, get some job development down there maybe some transportation. That could go a long way for families in Atlanta, which is the most unequal city in America when it comes to income disparity. The superintendent suggests what needs to transform in Atlanta is the politics of how people engage with the district. And the question that Atlanta has to ask itself, whether you're sitting in a school bus on the school board or in one of these boardrooms, do we have the moral courage to do the right thing for black kids, poor kids, 
Even white kids could be doing better in Atlanta. But for all of our kids, are we willing to do that? Veronica Waters, 95.5 WSB.